welcome to the Is That So podcast. My name is Sahela and I am the host and chief content officer here at the Is That So podcast. Follow along each week as I share stories, pose questions, and provide insights on various wellness, travel, and relationship topics aimed to help us all navigate through this rapidly evolving modern world a little bit easier. Here at the Is That So podcast, we believe that life should always be a work in progress. So come learn, laugh, and listen in on unfiltered stories and conversations so that we can open new doors to inspiration, happiness, and forward thinking together. Hello, and welcome back to the Is That So podcast. Today on the podcast, I wanted to talk to you about happiness chemicals. The human body is really an amazing evolution. Life is designed to be a blissful experience, and our biology ensures that everything we need for our survival will make us feel good. That is why we seek pleasure and avoid pain. Naturally, our bodies have the ability to produce happiness chemicals, and today I thought I'd share some vital information about how they work and a few hacks you can do to boost them. Before we get into it, though, I think most people will agree with me when I say that throughout life, People are always looking for ways to be happier, but what we don't often think about is how we feel happiness. Our brain, for one, produces neurochemicals that completely affect our mood and state of well-being. And although happiness cannot be localized, we do know that the brain does have a few emotional control centers, including the prefrontal cortex and hippocampus. Further, glands in our body also produce hormones that make us happier. They travel through the bloodstream acting as messengers and playing a part in our moods. Certain hormones are known to help promote positive feelings, including happiness and pleasure, while others, like cortisol, do the opposite. Did you know that the warmth you feel from a long hug is caused by an entirely different chemical sensation than the high you feel after a long run or bike ride? Incredible, right? Some people believe that our biology is short-circuiting. The balance of neurochemicals that evolved for millennia have been disrupted by our modern lives, making us more prone to depression and anxiety. But what if instead of turning to pharmaceutical pills to deal with these imbalances, we instead made small changes in our behavior that are known to improve your brain chemistry, make you feel better, and motivate you to maximize your human potential? Wouldn't you want to try? I know I would. As a matter of fact, I have and know firsthand just how beneficial it can be, which is why I wanted to talk to you about this topic today. So to start, there are four major chemicals in the brain that influence our happiness. These happiness chemicals are fundamentally responsible for creating the sensations and emotions we've come to associate with happiness, and they go by the acronym DOSE. Dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. Dopamine, aka the feel-good hormone and neurotransmitter, plays an important part in your brain's reward system. Dopamine is associated with pleasurable sensations along with learning, memory, and motor system function, for example. Dopamine is what we normally think of when we talk about happiness drugs, and many addictive drugs like cocaine and methamphetamines play directly on the dopamine system. It is the source of that little happy feeling when someone fills in a checkbox or completes a small task. It is responsible for reward-driven behavior and pleasure-seeking as it is meant to motivate your body towards a distant goal, one step at a time. 
Without dopamine, early humans never would have had the motivation to hunt down large mammals and benefit from investing efforts into long-term goals. Today, dopamine is what helps you get through your to-do list or motivates you to start a new habit. Unfortunately, the effects of dopamine are fleeting, and it isn't the type of long-lasting happiness you'll be able to savor. Dopamine highs will last just long enough to keep you motivated and in anticipation for another dose, and it's likely not the goal on your quest for happiness. Did you know that you can get a natural dose of dopamine when you perform acts of kindness towards others? It's true. Volunteering has been shown to increase dopamine as well as have other long-term health benefits. Some research has even found that just thinking about loving kindness can actually bring on a dopamine high, which is pretty remarkable if you ask me. Oxytocin, often called the love hormone, is essential for childbirth, breastfeeding, and strong parent-child bonding. This hormone can also help promote trust, empathy, and bonding in relationships. And oxytocin levels generally increase when physical affection like kissing, cuddling, and sex is involved. It's also the chemical high behind MDMA, a popular party drug that releases oxytocin in the brain. Oxytocin is also the neurochemical that has allowed us to become social creatures. It makes us feel empathy, which helps us feel close and bonded to others when it's released. I've also heard it affectionately referred to as the hugging drug because it is released by the brain during physical contact with others. It's also the feeling behind love, friendship, and deep trust. When it comes to increasing the output of this hormone, positive social interactions tend to be the best way. Working together with others, sharing a meal, giving a gift, opening up emotionally, giving your full attention to others while they tell a story, and long hugs are all great ways to get a boost. But what's especially great about oxytocin is that it often works two ways. That's right. Those long hugs give you and the hug receiver a dose of oxytocin, and a kind gesture delivers a little oxytocin to both you and the gift receiver. That is why in a cyber world where we are often alone together, it is more important than ever to maintain face-to-face intimate human bonds and tribal connections within your community. Working out at the gym, in a group environment, or having a jogging buddy is a great way to sustain the human bonds and release oxytocin. Did you know that oxytocin also boosts our immune system, makes us better problem solvers and more resilient to the addictive qualities of dopamine? Unlike dopamine, which is largely responsible for instant gratification, oxytocin gives us lasting feelings of calm and safety. Remarkable, right? (laughs) Studies have shown that oxytocin seems to affect males and females differently, though, especially in social contexts. It is theorized that because the hormones act differently in the male and female amygdala, the portion of your brain responsible for emotions, motivations, and rewards, males and females are affected differently. For example, oxytocin is said to factor into how females identify who to befriend and how to tend to those relationships, whereas for males, the same hormones are said to play a role in the way they identify competitive relationships and navigate the fight-or-flight response. One study even suggested that oxytocin hormones can influence males to stay faithful to their partner. In theory, The more time you spend with your partner, the more oxytocin you and your partner produce. 
the more oxytocin you produce with your partner, the more you desire your partner and the more attracted to them you become versus other unfamiliar females. This in turn makes them more prone to being faithful and creating a behavioral loop, so to speak. Now, I don't know if this was fully tested and proven to be true, but it's still a pretty cool theory and it does play in perfectly with oxytocin's influence on reward pathways. So let's just run with it. So net-net, if humans are social animals, oxytocin is one of the main reasons why. And the high you get when you start to develop a crush on someone is all thanks to this happiness chemical. Moving on, serotonin, also known as the confidence molecule, is also a hormone and neurotransmitter like dopamine, except that serotonin helps regulate your mood as well as your sleep, appetite, digestion, ability to learn, and even memory. If you're in a good mood, you've got serotonin to thank. If you're in a bad mood, you've got serotonin to blame. If someone is experiencing low serotonin levels, they might feel anxious, low, or depressed, feel irritable or aggressive, have sleep issues or feel fatigue, feel impulsive, have a decreased appetite, experience nausea and digestive issues, crave sweets and carbohydrate-rich foods. Like oxytocin, serotonin is also considered a social chemical because of how it plays a role in the dynamics of pride, loyalty, and status. When we feel a sense of accomplishment or recognition from others, we are experiencing the effects of serotonin. This, for example, could be a result of receiving your diploma, crossing the finish line in a race, or being appreciated for hard work in the office. Serotonin can create strong, positive emotions, and it is also said to be what motivates a leader to excel and grow their influence. It motivates them to win awards and become popular in the news while also compelling their followers to do well too. Almost like a cycle, it's what motivates their followers to excel so they can make their leaders, parents, and teachers proud too. Crazy, right? Did you know serotonin also plays a role in many crucial systems in your body beyond your well-being and happiness? It's believed to affect digestion, bone growth, and even organ development. Interestingly enough, an estimated 80% of serotonin exists in your gut and is governed by the state of hunger, which is exactly why you get hangry. Today, a variety of popular antidepressants like Prozac and Zoloft are serotonin-specific and are often prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, panic disorders, OCD, eating disorders, chronic pain, and PTSD. But to increase serotonin naturally, I advise to challenge yourself regularly and pursue things that reinforce a sense of purpose, meaning, and accomplishment. Being able to say, I did it, will produce a feedback loop that will reinforce behavior that builds self-esteem, makes you feel less insecure, and creates an upward spiral of more and more serotonin. Sounds pretty great, right? Exposure to bright light, especially sunshine, is another way to increase serotonin. Exercise and happy thoughts can also stimulate production of this chemical, and some research has even found that a higher intake of tryptophan-heavy foods relative to other foods in your diet may do the trick as well. Last but not least, the E in dose is for endorphins, our body's natural pain reliever. Endorphins are responsible for masking pain or discomfort, and the name endorphin actually translates to self-produced morphine. 
Did you know that if you were to examine the chemical structure and effects of endorphins, they look a lot like opiates? That is why when it comes to happiness, endorphins are what helps you power through stress and discomfort and gives you a boost in your overall mood when you engage in reward-producing activities such as eating, working out, or having sex. It is also why many described getting a runner's high after exerting themselves for a long period of time. In one study, as little as 30 minutes of walking on a treadmill for 10 days in a row showed a significant increase in endorphins, which was enough to produce a significant reduction in depression among clinically depressed subjects. How fantastic is that? A 30-minute walk? That's nothing. Once you remove the pain part of the equation, endorphins actually feel like a high or even just a nice relaxing feeling. For example, have you ever been to a thermal spa where they have cold and hot tubs? When you move from a hot to a cold tub or jump into a freezing cold shower in the morning, you are giving yourself a huge boost of endorphins, which can feel quite euphoric if you can stand a minute or two of physical discomfort. Much like endorphins, though, adrenaline also helps the body deal with distress and fearful situations. Known as the energy molecule, adrenaline plays a large role in the fight or flight mechanism. A release of adrenaline is often described as exhilarating and creates a surge of energy that both increases your heart rate and blood pressure. It can be used in positive ways, like to treat acute allergic reactions through the use of EpiPens, and an adrenaline rush can be triggered on demand by doing things that terrify you, like skydiving or being put into a situation that feels dangerous. Jolts of adrenaline are said to be healthy in small doses, especially when you need a pick-me-up. Although taking risks and doing scary things that force you out of your comfort zone is key to maximizing your human potential, a lot of people often act recklessly to get an adrenaline rush, so please don't do anything hasty or careless just to get one. Together, though, these five chemicals create desirable mood states in the brain, and by focusing on lifestyle choices that secrete each of these neurochemicals, you will increase your odds of happiness across the board. So the question then becomes, how do I boost them? Well, there are a variety of ways. For one, you can go outside. Spending time outdoors in sunlight is a great way to boost your happiness chemicals. Start with at least a 10 to 15 minute walk outside each day and try exploring a new neighborhood or park. If you live in a rainy climate or have a higher risk of skin cancer, you can also use light therapy boxes to increase serotonin. The only thing with light box therapy that I think is important to point out though is that if you have bipolar disorder, using one incorrectly or for too long can also trigger mania in some people, so I would recommend talking to your therapist before trying a light box. In the meantime, start with going out for a walk, okay? <laughs> Regular physical activity can also increase your dopamine and serotonin levels. Just like the runner's high I was talking about before, your body will naturally also give you an endorphin release with some exercise. So physical exercise is also a great way to boost your happiness chemicals. Also, have you ever heard the expression, laughter is the best medicine? Well, that is because it can actually help relieve feelings of anxiety or stress, as well as improve a low mood by boosting dopamine and endorphin levels. Certain foods can also have an impact on hormone levels. So take note of what you're putting into your body and perhaps plan meals around food items known to boost your happiness hormones, like spicy foods, which may actually trigger endorphin releases. 
yogurt, beans, eggs, meat with low fat content, and almonds are just a few foods linked to dopamine releases. Probiotic-rich foods, such as fermented foods like kimchi and sauerkraut, actually can help boost dopamine production. And foods high in tryptophan, as mentioned before, like turkey and salmon, have also been linked to serotonin level increases. Although you can't directly get serotonin from food, you can get tryptophan, which is an amino acid that converts to serotonin in the brain. But it's not as simple as just eating tryptophan-rich foods, thanks to something called the blood-brain barrier. This is a protective sheath around your brain that controls what goes in and out of your brain. In a nutshell, tryptophan-rich foods are usually even higher in other amino acids, and because they're more abundant, those other amino acids are more likely than tryptophan to cross the blood-brain barrier. But the good news is that there may be a trick to hack the system. Research suggests that eating 25 to 30 grams of carbohydrates along with foods high in tryptophan may help more tryptophan make it into your brain. So that's definitely something to consider. Make sure to eat some carbs with your salmon. Further, curcumin, the active ingredient in turmeric, has also been shown to increase dopamine levels in mice and may have antidepressant effects. Green tea is another item that is also known to contain the amino acids, which have been known to increase dopamine levels as well. If you are looking for some serotonin-rich snack, here are a few to get you started. Whole wheat bread with turkey or cheese, oatmeal with a handful of nuts, salmon with brown rice, plums or pineapple with your favorite crackers, pretzel sticks with peanut butter and a glass of milk. Mm. I don't know about you, but I could go for some of that right now. <laughs> Further, listening to instrumental music, especially music that gives you chills, can increase dopamine production in your brain. Meditation is another way to boost your happiness chemicals. If you're familiar with meditation, you might already know of its many wellness benefits from improving sleep to reducing stress. Studies show that meditation not only increases dopamine production during the practice, but also spurs an endorphin release. So you get a double boost there. Another thing you can do is plan a romantic evening and use oxytocin's reputation as the love hormone to your benefit. Simply being attracted to someone can lead to the production of oxytocin along with physical affection like kissing, cuddling, or having sex, which actually also releases endorphins and dopamine. Further, having a glass of wine with your partner or dancing can add a further endorphin boost for the ultimate trifecta. If you don't have someone to plan a romantic evening for, though, that's okay. Just spending time with someone you care about can also help boost oxytocin production, as it can increase closeness and positive relationship feelings, making you feel happy and blissful anyways. One of my personal favorite ways to boost my mood is to pet my dog. They don't call them men's best friend for nothing. Giving your dog some affection is a great way to boost oxytocin levels for both you and your dog. According to research, dog owners and their dogs see an increase in oxytocin when they cuddle. So if you don't have another human being to offer your affection to, your favorite pet can do the trick too. Getting a good night's sleep can also boost your happiness hormones. Sleep affects your happiness chemicals more than you think, and not getting enough quality sleep can affect your health in multiple ways. For one, it can contribute to an imbalance of hormones, particularly dopamine, in your body. This can have a negative impact on your mood as well as your physical health. 
Setting aside seven to nine hours each night to sleep can help restore the balance of hormones in your body, which will likely help you feel better. If you find it difficult to get a good night's sleep, try sticking to a schedule where you go to bed and get up at the same time every day. Create a quiet, restful sleeping environment with reduced light, noise, and screen time. Decrease caffeine intake, especially in the afternoon and evening. This should all help you get a better night's rest. Managing your stress level better is another way to boost your happiness hormones. It's normal to experience some stress from time to time, but living with regular stress or dealing with highly stressful life events can cause drops in dopamine and serotonin production. This can negatively affect your health and mood, making it harder to deal with the cycle of stress. Another thing you can do is get a massage. Believe it or not, massages can boost up to four of your happy hormones. According to research, both serotonin and dopamine levels increase after massages, and one study that looked at 84 pregnant women with depression said that those who received massage therapy sessions from their partner twice a week felt less anxious and depressed while also showing higher levels of serotonin in their body after 16 weeks. Another thing you can do is have a good cry. Holding back tears can build up tension and anxiety, whereas if you let it go and have a good cry, it generally provides a physical relief from tension in the body and stimulates endorphin releases. You can also keep yourself motivated by planning baby steps towards a goal. The idea of breaking down a tough task you have to get done makes it feel more doable while also allowing your brain to reward you with dopamine each time you complete a small step. This helps achieving the goal not only feel more rewarding, but easier to manage. Lastly, supplements are also said to be a great way to boost your serotonin and dopamine production. However, some supplements can also interact with certain medications, so I would recommend talking to your healthcare provider before you try any of them. All right, so there you have it. Everything you need to know about the body's natural ability to produce happiness chemicals and a few lifestyle hacks you can introduce to boost them. I know there was a lot of information in this episode and it can be hard to keep track of all of it. So I'm happy to leave a Coles Notes version in the show notes along with my sources. Further, if you're interested in learning more about this topic, I also found some great videos explaining the process on YouTube. So I'm happy to link those for you. Before you go, I just wanted to thank you once again for joining me today. And if you have any comments about this episode, please feel free to leave them in the comment section of my show notes. All right. I hope everyone has a great week boosting their happiness chemicals and I'll see you guys again next Monday. Ciao. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Is That So podcast. For more information on this episode and all past episodes, you can check out my show notes on isthatso.com or follow me on Instagram at isthatso. If you enjoyed this episode and want to show your personal support to the podcast, simply leave a review on iTunes or screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your stories. All right, friends, that's it. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of the Is That So podcast. And I look forward to hanging out with you again soon.